Hey everyone, welcome to Eyes to See podcast. My name is Brittany and I am so grateful that you are here. Um, it's been a few weeks. Um, we have moved into our new home and life is actually feeling a little less crazy. And um, so I'm back. And the funny thing is, I know if you guys have all moved before, um, there's always those special things that you hope that you put in a great place so they don't get lost. And one of those was my microphone and I couldn't find it. I've been looking for it for the last few weeks and I was kind of worried that I was going to have to buy a new one. And me being my stubborn self, um, thinking that I can just figure it out and find it on my own, um, I couldn't. And so today I finally dawned on me again, like it always does. And this isn't the first time. I swear it's probably the hundredth time that I had the feeling, you know what, why don't you say a prayer? And then I have the next feeling of like, why didn't she do that a week ago? And so I said a prayer that I could find this microphone of mine and lo and behold, it, no kidding, just magically appeared in the garage. So I know it wasn't magic. Um, I told my kids and my husband tonight when I had found it that Heavenly Father really loves us. And I, I, I wasn't meaning to share that with the start of this podcast episode, but I maybe someone needs to hear that. So anyways, Heavenly Father hears and answers your prayers. And I think sometimes we just need to remind ourselves not to be stubborn about asking for help. And I'm really good at that with not asking for help. And I am constantly reminded that Heavenly Father is always there and willing to help. You just need to give him the opportunity for you to ask for help. So anyways, side note. So welcome back. Um, thank you for sticking with me. Um, I have been super actually just grateful. Um, I know, like I said, it's been a few weeks, but I still have new list, new listeners and new followers. And so I'm grateful you're here and willing to be a part of this journey. So this episode, um, I've actually really liked this episode. Um, I like the title and I, hopefully that got your attention, but the title of this episode is E5 Miss. And as you think of that title, um, maybe you you will not have a clue what I'm talking about. Or maybe the wonderful old school game of Battleship will come to light. And that's where that came from. I love Battleship. Um, I've always loved it since I was, since I played it when I was younger. And it's the game where you have so many ships that you put on your board and your your the other um, player or friend that you're playing with has their board and they put their ships at random places and then you take turns guessing where your ships are. And either it's a hit because you hit a part of their ship or you miss and you miss the target. And so the goal of the game is to obviously hit and hit the targets and sink the battleships. So much fun. So it got me thinking a lot about targets and hitting those targets. And how many times have you hit a target before in your life? 
or flip it. How many times have you missed a target? Maybe you were out shooting at a target range. Maybe it was something for work. Um, Maybe it was something for school or a test. Um, It could be anything that you've missed a target. And the reason that I have been thinking a lot about that is a few weeks ago, um, I wanted to to do a visual field test for my vision um, just to kind of see where how my eyes were progressing, especially obviously with my peripheral vision that I know is diminishing. Um, and so I kind of wanted to see, and I was really cool thing that I can check my visual vision on my computer and isn't technology amazing. So I was super great. I'm grateful for that. So as I was taking the visual field test, which you most of you probably have taken this before, whether you've been to the eye doctor or the DMV, they have you take it. Um, and it's just to check to see um, how your peripheral vision is. And for those of you that haven't ever taken it before, um, they tell you to focus on a center point and not look away from that. Um, and then that's how they judge um, what your peripheral is because in the outsides of this visual view, view that you see, are these like little white dots that will flash. And as you see them, they you have a clicker and you'll click it. And so same thing, um, same thing with my computer. And so as I started the test, I was a little bit nervous because I thought, well, um, I knew my peripheral was, it was, it's okay. I didn't think it was super bad. Um, I knew my right eye was, I think, getting worse. Anyway, so I took this test and as I, it was about, oh gosh, I want to say it probably took about 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes to take this test. And I knew as I got into the test that I wasn't going to be doing very well. And a part of me wanted to quit because I knew that I wasn't going to have the results that I wanted. And then a part of me was like, no, you need to see where you're at. And so As my test results came up, I saw them and I had missed 57 targets and most of them were in my right eye. And so the pictures that came up with my results, you could see like these big holes in my peripheral vision that were missing. And I was crushed, honestly. Um, I didn't think it was that bad um, before I took the test. And honestly, it felt like that game of battleship. And I would have 100% lost if I would have missed 57 times on a game of battleship. And so I sat there for a second and I, I kind of was in those moments of, I think, being overwhelmed um, that the eye disease that I have is really happening. Um, because it's slow processing, it's hard to know how much of your vision has been affected or not. And so you kind of just adapt. And I didn't realize the significance of where I was at. And so I will obviously follow up with my eye doctor and obviously get you know, they have obviously way better technology, um, where my doctor is. So I'll, I'll obviously go there, um, soon, but 
it was hard. And um, I'm always honest with you guys, but it was kind of a hard moment to process um, that I really am losing my vision and that's really happening. And I got scared with how much time I have left to obviously drive during the day and what my timeline looks like. And it was hard. It was hard. Um, and I think maybe that's why I lost my microphone for the last couple weeks. <laughs> so I could really think about what I wanted to share and really what I wanted um, to express to you guys today. But the one thing that has, I guess, caught my attention was as I was taking this test, um, my center point of vision right around that area, I didn't miss one. Um, missed, I got every single target that I needed to around my central vision. And I looked into this because I thought, well, I wonder why that's the case. And that center point in your vision is called a macula. And it's responsible for your central vision. And what I came to find out as I was looking into it was that central vision is what's responsible for your fine detailed vision. And there's no rods or blood vessels contained in that area, which with the eye disease that I have, that is what's dying in my eyes are the rods and cones and blood vessels in my eyes. And, but that center vision isn't and won't because they don't exist there. And so it made me feel like it's going to be okay. My central vision will never fail, even though obviously my peripheral will and has started to already not my center vision. So how can I stay positive or you in your life when the world is crazy and or you're having a hard time, you're going through a trial, how can you keep your vision focused on that center and what does that look like? And it made me think of the first thing that came to mind was my Savior, Jesus Christ. And when I know I am solely focused on him as my center point, things around me aren't as bad. Do we still have trials? Absolutely. Are we still going to have to go through hard times? For sure. Is my eye disease going to be cured? Probably not. But when I do focus on my Savior, it makes it that much lighter. So what does it mean to focus on our Savior, Jesus Christ, or to have a Christ-centered life? And how do we do this? How do we work towards it? And what does living a Christ-like centered life look like? So I, again, you guys have probably caught on. I like to look up words in the dictionary. So of course, I decided to look up the word center. And in the dictionary, I'm just going to read what it says. So the word center means the point from which an activity or process is directed or on which it is focused. 
And so to me, what it is saying is a center can be two things. First, it can be the origin of something or where something starts, or it can be the main area of focus. So when we focus on our Savior, Jesus Christ, our vision becomes perfect. There are no flaws, blurriness, or even darkness. And so I wanted to share a few ways that we can focus on our Savior and have him be our center point. And these are things that have helped me, um, especially as I navigate um, this new normal and um, with my vision and just life in general. Um, When I do these things, I feel so much better. And so I want to share those with you. So the first one is, is we can study the scriptures. And there are times where studying the scriptures is obviously going to look different. Um, I totally understand that we're busy and you're busy and I'm busy and there's life and kids and family and work and church and all these different things. But I know that when we take the time to study our scriptures and that may even look like just pondering a verse or a specific chapter that spend time thinking about it and you know meditating about what it means and it may be for a day or two it may be for a few weeks but take that time to just think about um, something that you need to to focus on and read And I know when we do these things that the heavens do open up to us and that our Savior will show us and tell us what we need to know, feel, and hear in those moments. The second one is that we can pray to be able to think of and see the Savior more in our lives. I know that our Savior is always beside us and always with us no matter what and I think sometimes we think that he isn't there especially maybe when we're going through a hard time Um, but he is and I think if we can just open up our hearts through prayer to find out like where he is and where he will meet us in our story then that will help us just that feel that much just the light of our savior and it'll help bring him into focus or into view and realize that he's always been next to us. Um, We can also pray and learn to think of him in whatever we're doing. I know that if we are honestly thinking about our savior and how he would handle a certain situation or how he would talk to or think about, um, a difficult thing that's going on, it helps create that bridge to making it feel like, you know what, he's here with me and he can help me through this. And so when we do these two things, as simple as they sound, um, of reading our scriptures and praying every day, that we can truly focus on the Savior. And as we do that, we will truly be able to remember him. And when we do this day after day, more and more, those heavens will open and our fears and doubts will decrease 
Um, I know they don't go away 100%, but they do decrease. And we will be able to be led along our path. And we will know what to do step by step. And sometimes that may be just kind of wandering and trying new things and trying different things that help us to figure out, you know what, I'm going to try this and see if this works. And that's okay. The Savior will be with you on your journey. And I know that when we do those two things, we will learn how to draw upon our Savior's atoning sacrifice that he made for each of us. And we will learn how to be strengthened by it. And instead of Googling how to overcome or how to figure out, you know, the next step in my life to really open up your heart to him and pray and help him to help you to know what to try and what to start doing or stop doing. And I know for me, um, as the world gets louder and more chaotic, it is hard to hear and stay focused on the Tarya and on our Savior, and let alone that center vision. But I know we can try to, and the truth is, just like with anything, even in the simple game of Battleship, that we're going to miss. Um, we are going to miss and that's okay. We're going to miss a lot. We're going to miss the target sometimes and that's okay. And the good news is this, is that our savior will be there when we miss and he'll walk over to us and smile and put his hand on our shoulder and just remind us of what we have learned and remind us of who we are. And he will help us to slow down and to find him or that target again. And he is the perfect example of putting our sights back on the center or on him. And when we're trying to do our best and lead a Christ-centered life, we'll be reminded that Christ 100% needs to be our focus. And that ultimately he really is the center of everything that we do on this earth. So when I mentioned before about the definition of center, um, it also spoke about the point from which an activity or process is directed. And probably all of you have heard this or done this before, but when you throw a rock into a pond, the rock lands at the center and the ripples that are created travel out from that point. And as we focus on making Christ that center, where we throw that rock, that that is where the miracle happens. When Christ becomes our main focus, our lives start sending out those ripples. These ripples are sometimes small, but they do impact everyone around us. And our lives will start to mirror the saviors and we will do the things he would have us do and people will notice that it has been said many times that when you have the light of christ with you that 
people are drawn to that light and you look different and you feel different. And I know this comes from learning how to and then leading a Christ-centered life. I know that sometimes it's heartbreaking when we fall short or when things don't go as planned or you've missed 57 targets. I get it. It hurts. And, but I also know that when in those moments of hard times or just, gosh, just feeling maybe really low, that you look to the Savior. And it can be as simple as just getting on your knees and just talking. Whether you know what to say or not. I know I've done that many times. And I know, like I mentioned at the beginning, that our prayers are heard and our prayers are answered. And it may not be on our timeline. And I know that. And I've learned that lesson many times. But it is on his time. And eventually he does answer our prayers. And I know that if we can all lead a Christ-centered life, or at least try to do our best, that we will always be able to see him and the good that's going on around us. And as we look to our Savior, he will come and put his hand on our shoulder, smile, and remind us how you can center your focus back on him. And as we do this, I know that our lives will change and that people will notice. And we will receive his image in our countenances. And we will have focused on the center, which is our Savior, Jesus Christ. And when we do, we will hit it. And I know this with all my heart that I'm so grateful that I have a loving Savior who loves each of us so much and who will always pick up our pieces of our missed targets to help us find him back in our lives and to have him always be our center focus. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm, again, so grateful that you're here, and we will see you next time.